0: Multiple sclerosis affects millions of Americans. Finding a skilled provider is key to living with the condition. Welcome to our Health Talk Podcast. I'm Deborah Howell, and we're here today with Dr. Jay Perumal, Director of the Madeline Borelli Multiple Sclerosis Center at Montefiore Nyack Hospital, serving Rockland County and the Lower Hudson Valley. Patients travel as far as 100 miles to seek MS treatment from Dr. Perumal and her team of committed MS experts. Today, we'll be talking about treatment options for patients with multiple sclerosis. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Perumal.
1: Deborah, it's a pleasure to join you on this podcast.
0: Hey, listen, you must have something very special going on at the Madeline Borelli MS Center for patients to travel so far to see you and your team. My first question to you is simply, what is multiple sclerosis?
1: Um, So multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease that affects the central nervous system. Um, So that means somehow your immune system gets triggered to produce these cells um, that are circulating in the blood and then they gain access into the brain, and they're causing injury. Um, So the central nervous system includes your uh, optic nerve, uh, the brain, and the spinal cord as well. So lesions can happen in any of uh, these uh, areas.
0: And what are some of the most common symptoms of MS?
1: Um, That would depend on where the patient uh, developed the lesion. Um, since it can affect all of those areas. Let's say somebody developed a lesion in the optic nerve, that would manifest uh, as having problems seeing out of one eye. Um, If it develops in certain parts of the brain, it could be anything. It could be anywhere from having numbness or weakness um, in the arms or legs or one side of the body, or it could be problems with speech or balance, um, or it could be um, problems with bladder. So, Since the brain controls pretty much all our functions, depending on where the lesions are, um, patients could present with one or more of um, any number of symptoms.
0: And is it a progressive disease?
1: Um, You know, there is a lot of debate as to whether MS is just inflammatory or whether it's a degenerative disease. Um, But um, over time, there can be disease progression. The typical form of MS is what we call relapsing remitting, where patients have a symptom or a relapse, and then over the next few days, they recover, and they can go back to being completely normal, and then they could have another relapse and you know recover from that. So that up and down pattern is what we call relapsing remitting. About 85-90% mm-hmm. of patients who are um, diagnosed with MS have the relapsing remitting form, over time it can change from having that up and down pattern to where um you know problems kind of don't come in all of a sudden but can slowly accumulate or change over time and that phase of the disease is what we call secondary progressive disease so patients with relapsing remitting uh, can transition to what we call secondary progressive disease a uh, much less common form of ms is what we call primary progressive ms here, patients don't start out with having that up-and-down relapsing form, uh, but rather, you know, start noticing problems with walking or gait or um, endurance, and, uh, you know, it seems to slowly get worse. So mm-hmm. that form of MS is called primary progressive disease.
0: Is stress a factor in relapse?
1: Um, so um, stress definitely can make MS symptoms worse, whether it... Uh, goes on to be a full-blown relapse, may or may not happen. But whenever our patients go through periods of stress, there can be a worsening of MS symptoms, even though they don't have a classic relapse. Um, I mean, one thing that was interesting in this regard is a few years ago, out of Yale, they did a study looking at MRIs uh, in patients who were... um, they had two groups. One was a group of patients who had a stress management um, intervention and the other group did not have the intervention. They were the control group. And based on their study of MRIs, it looked like patients who um, did not have the intervention actually had more lesions or active lesions. So, that's Mm -hmm. a small study. It is one study. But again, Um, that demonstrate that stress could have an impact on inflammation and as a consequence have um, uh, patients develop a relapse or have new lesions because of stress. But one thing we do see often is when patients go through periods of stress uh, for whatever um, reason, whether it's personal or professional, they do seem to have a worsening of, of their existing MS symptoms.
0: Yeah, that would just make sense. Now, anyone can get MS, but are certain ethnic groups more prone to contracting the disease than others?
1: Um, So, MS, like a lot of diseases, um, it's a combination of having certain um, genetic predisposition. If you get a certain set of genes, it puts one at a higher risk of getting MS. But in addition to that, uh, there have to be certain um, environmental triggers that, come into play as well. It's almost like a perfect storm. You know, in the right genetic setup, if a patient encounters a certain set of um, environmental factors at certain points in their life, the it can trigger off MS. Um, with regard to ethnicity, um, MS is more common in um, North America and Western Europe. Uh, it, it is more common among Caucasians. Uh, but one thing that is interesting is uh, when you look at some of the newer studies looking at the incidence of MS, it appears that uh, even among African Americans, the incidence is increasing or um, it is uh, close to um, the Caucasian incidence. But the, traditionally, it is much more common among the Caucasian population compared to African Americans. But uh, the couple of recent studies uh, seem to point that the uh, incidence in African-Americans seems to be um, quite high too. So, that may be a change we are seeing over time.
0: Okay. And do the treatments vary for patients of differing ethnicities?
1: Um, so, overall, um, even though um, MS presentations can be similar, um, the underlying immune mechanisms can be different in uh, different patients, even within the same ethnic group. But generally, the uh, you know uh, african americans tend to have a more aggressive disease with more problems with um, gait or cognition um so and hence some of the milder treatments may not be that effective in that group um compared to um caucasians so uh, we have to move towards more personalized medicine uh since we have several options to treat ms trying to find The right uh, fit for the right patient and including ethnicity as one of the factors that um, should help determine the best fit is um, uh, quite helpful as well.
0: Well, personalized medicine is always a good idea. Let's talk about some of the treatment options for patients with MS that are currently offered at the Madeline Borelli MS Center. Can you speak to that?
1: Um, Yes. Um, We live at a time when there are several options. A couple of decades ago, Um, the treatment options for MS was quite limited. So, we are very fortunate to have uh, a whole spectrum of uh, treatments that we can offer patients. So, like I mentioned before, Deborah, we have to find the right fit for the patient. So, we have some drugs that um, may not be that effective. Now, keep in mind the treatment of MS is controlling the immune system. So, depending on How aggressive the disease is, we may need to control the immune system that aggressively too. So, when a patient presents with a milder form of the disease, we don't necessarily have to put that patient on the most aggressive or immune suppressive treatment. But Mm -hmm. on the other hand, if we see a patient who presents with a lot of symptoms, we look at their MRI and that has a lot of lesions, and we are concerned that um this patient may be on the aggressive spectrum of the disease we don't want to waste time putting them on a drug that is uh, you know kind of mild immune modulating treatment which may not be effective because the most important takeaway thing about ms treatment is that our treatments work very well in the beginning uh, yes. it's almost like we have a window of opportunity to treat the disease so we have to make sure that In the early part of the disease, we have to get the patient on optimal treatment so that they don't have any more relapses, they don't have um, any changes on MRI, so that 20, 30 years down the road, we can really make a difference in terms of their uh, disability. Unfortunately, if too much has happened in the early part of the disease, where patients continue to have relapses or continue to have changes on MRI, it is very hard to get the disease under control later. And once patients develop fixed deficits, unfortunately we don't have any treatments yet that bring them back. So the most important thing uh, providers have to keep in mind and even patients so that they can advocate for themselves is to get the disease controlled very well in the beginning And that doesn't mean everybody has to be on the aggressive, depending on their disease, depending on their preference. Again, going back to personalized medicine, we have to find the right fit for the patient early on.
0: Absolutely. Dr. Paruma, I have a friend with MS who says she feels much better when she travels to France where GMOs are forbidden in all foods. What's your reaction to that?
1: Um, So there is a lot of uh, debate about um, uh, diet and MS, um, including supplements or foods that can be uh, pro-inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. Right now, the uh, data we have that seems to, um, you know, definitely have an impact on MS is vitamin D. So it seems quite well established both in adult population and pediatric population that a low vitamin D is a risk for MS or is a risk for inflammation or disease progression. So that is something we do recommend to patients um, to make sure they are supplementing a vitamin D so that their vitamin D levels are not just normal but a high normal level. But uh, with regard to other aspects of diet, I do have several patients who mentioned a particular kind of foods or diet that uh, makes their MS symptoms better, uh, but there is not enough data to make a specific um, recommendation.
0: As always, much more research needs to be uh, performed, and I'm sure it will be, and I know you even personally are are right on top of that.
1: Uh, Yes, uh, uh, you know, we are fortunate in that, um we have learned a lot about ms and that has translated to much better treatments and much better outcomes for our patients but it is still a, a, a field where a lot more needs to be learned um now there is a lot of research looking to look uh, see if the gut uh, microbiome is somehow a trigger for ms that will show uh, you know provide a lot of data uh, for us about diet habits like that that can influence either the risk of getting MS or the MS getting worse. So yes, we have come a long way, but we still need to explore more so that we can treat patients more effectively um, and make sure that their level of disability is kept down. And another major need we have in terms of MS treatment, is regenerative therapies, you know, not just um, treatments that control the immune system and prevent the disease from getting worse, but also bringing back function, whether it is stem cell or remyelinating therapies. We have a lot of work to do in that aspect of the disease.
0: Well, it is an exciting future for patients with MS with so many options uh, around around the bend.
1: Absolutely, yes. It is a great field to be in, you know, to be able to actually offer patients treatment that could um, have positive impact for their lives. So MS and neurology in general has come a long way. And uh, I'm very, very optimistic that we'll continue to get better.
0: Well, thank you so much, Dr. Perumal, for taking time out of your busy day to be on the podcast today. We really appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: I'm Deborah Howell. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of our Health Talk podcast. Head on over to our website at MontefioreNyak.org to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast helpful, please share on your social channels and be sure to check back in soon for the next podcast. Have yourself a terrific day.